Who's in trouble now? What was that voice? That was Orko. That was Orko. Was that a big deal? Oh, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal. I just here's the deal. I knew, I was never as into He Man because He Man was before my time. Right. I was Power Rangers and right newer Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right. and um Digimon Pokemon right yeah. when it started. So that being said, that trailer looked fucking awesome. Right. For for Revelations Part Two. Yeah, and especially I'm, in Revelations Part One, mm-hmm. it seemed like Skeletor had won, and to the point where Revelations Part One ended with Skeletor becoming Skelegod. Oh, so that's all some next level shit. It's all some next. Level and shit. they're doing everything you wanted them to do with He Man that you didn't know you wanted them to do with He Man. They did that in Revelations Part One. Oh. I was I I'm okay. Welcome, everyone, to Excitement Incorporated. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. This is a topical uh, podcast. Actually, this isn't a topical podcast. This is not this the topical is, uh, podcast. This is, uh, this is me trying to break off of coffee and do the intro for uh, Excitement Incorporated, where we talk about video games after we talk about TVs and uh, movie. Uh, and this is where Rich gets, you know, too fucking hyped up on coffee and, you know, all of the B12 that I've been ingesting all morning. Lots of B12. So Why are you now I'm just. B12? B12 gives you energy. Oh, it does? Maybe I should it get some B12. It gives you natural energy. I should get some B12 in my system. Well, I had a daily vitamin that I was taking. You can catch the show every when we decide to post it. And uh, if you feel like helping out the show, you can go to patreon.com slash excitement inc. Pitch us $5 if you're uh, feeling helpful. Yeah, and if you're feeling elite, pitch us more. Like $2 more, like the $7 elite. That's what he's talking about. The, there's elitism. fucking $7 there's, tier. There's elitism. Where he didn't need to make it a classist thing. We are making it classist. But now it's classist in the Patreon. Anyways, you can head over to see what we're talking about because I let Rich make the Patreon and uh, regret it. Um, well, I don't regret it. I just think about it every time before I go to sleep. Yes. Rich. Yes. What did you, what did you watch? I've watched so many things. Okay. I watched something that I was... Very, very excited to see for the past, oh, seven or so years. Years? Oh. Years I, don't know if, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but okay. um, they remade the movie Dune. Oh. <laughs> yes, I'm aware of it. Yes. Yes, I'm you aware are of aware of it. I watched it, too. Yes. What'd you think of New Dune? Mm. Well, first off, did you see the 80s? David Lynch film, Dune. No, I did not. Okay. Have you read Frank Herbert's Dune? I have not. Okay, so what'd you think of him flick? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I um going at it from kind of, I did read a little bit about it because it looked complicated from the outside, and I'm really glad I did because I don't think you could really understand. I feel like this movie was a little made for the people who are already fans of Dune. I feel like there's also enough for someone who doesn't know about Dune to get into it. But, I mean, um, what did I think of it in its whole? I thought it was an awesome-looking uh, Denis Villeneuve? Villeneuve? Villeneuve. Villeneuve? Is it Nui? Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I think it's How French. How to pronounce Denis Villeneuve? 
There's a lot of vowels in there. That are, there is a lot. How to pronounce? It's complicated. Villa I just wanted to share. We're not going to hear it. Villa no one's going to hear it. Villa Navi do. Because but the headphones a, are still plugged in. But if the you know so that's okay, that's okay. Well, they're we are looking at how, how to, to say the Denis. Is it going to spell it out? Or is it film gonna... director, okay. writer. Okay. Well, we give up. That's that's enough of that. That's so uh, the director made Arrival and he made Blade Runner twenty forty nine, both of which I like. So I knew I was going to like Dune. Okay. Um, and I knew it was based on the book. Um, so it is based on the same planet. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would because I've never I've never gotten into it because there's never been a time in the last ten years since I've really heard the most about Dune with this film adaptation in addition to um, the old Dune. Um, I haven't really my brother in law read Dune and was like, Yeah, that's a great book and there's you know, other books with it. I'm like, Okay. I thought it was a really good intro. I think Timothy Chalamet um is an oddly attractive man and so is the rest of the cast. Excellent. <laughs> Except for Bill Skarsgård, <laughs> who plays the Emperor. What? no, he does not he plays Baron Harkonnen. Harkonnen? Is yes. that what it is? Baron Harkonnen? Yes. Bill Skarsgård. And he is... The big, the big yeah, fat guy and that has he to is, fly around? Yeah, and he is not supposed to be... Oh, no. And it's not Bill. It's, it's, it's his brother. Uh, Stellan. Stellan Skarsgård. Thank yes. you. Stellan Skarsgård plays his older brother. Yes. So, um, Dune was, for something that is like a part one of part two, I was highly entertained by it. I like... It seems like a movie that is now finally able to do what it needs to do because of the technology that is here now right? to do it. And for that reason, it makes the movie that much more of a success and well executed. Yes. Now, I'm very, very appreciative of your point of view on it, being mm-hmm. that you haven't read the book and you haven't seen the prior movie. This is your first kind of foyer into Doom yeah. with just a little bit of background yeah. reading. So I'm very, very appreciative to hear your feedback on it because mm-hmm. I read the book. Yes. I watched the movie uh-huh. almost to an obsessive point. Oh, really? I watched the original David Lynch movie over and one? over and over. Well, And was it? front to back the entire the first the first episode or the first really the theatrical release the theatrical release it's about two hours Mm -hmm. the director's cut yes is about four days four days (laughs) okay i am i am over exaggerating a bit but it is long it is fucking long now here's the thing he put so much voiceover in his movie because there was so much exposition Mm. to this story to understand what's really going on because did you get a grasp of what's really going on here just watching this movie um what's really going on here sort of i i think i did get a really good idea of of what it's technically about um i kind of kind of do but i don't uh, i want to say i do know because i did a little bit of research ahead of time so i had an idea of like what the space witches do and why paul atreides is you know special and might be the chosen one and you know typical science fiction right fair, fantasy so, fair 
Here's here's the shortened version. And of I it. also picked up on on very quickly that Baron Harkonnen set set up the Atreides family for failure. Oh, everybody um, did when when he went in. Well, I mean, yeah, but I feel like that might be a little harder to glean without a lot of the details. But I digress. So, this is a very very far flung future. Yes. Okay. It is. There was a machine war. Yeah. Machines became sentient. We actually won. So this is actually kind of like a post, post, post Terminator scenario. Interesting. There is, but there's no time travel. Yes. So it's just the linear steps of Skynet taking over robots, shit. Human race actually wins out Mm -hmm. and decides to have this distrust of computers. Okay. And artificial intelligence they will still use machinery yes they will still use but they won't advance the tech to the point where it is an artificial intelligence or too too smart Mm -hmm. so basically think we capped this we capped the science at like our initial trip to the moon okay that's where they hit their peak and they were like that's it we're done we're keeping it there so there are no computers to do complex equations except for certain people that have organized and trained their mind to the point where they can be human computers. Oh, and that's when they And those are known as mentats. Mentats. Okay. That's the guys with the little stain on their lip. On their lip, yeah. Now, one of the things that helps them organize their mind to this point is melange or spice. Okay. So that is what makes interstellar space travel possible because these mentats, these guild navigators, guild navigators are the ones that kind of form the pathways through space using spice. Okay. So that's what in that's what makes space travel possible, Mm -hmm. especially interstellar space travel. Now it all makes sense now because I wondered like what they were doing, but they don't get into the semant- they don't get into the details of that. They do not get in into the, the details movie. of it at all. Do they in the David Lynch? Yes. Okay. Through use of voiceover, so right. every character you see on screen, mm-hmm. you can hear the thoughts going on in their head oh. be- through voiceover. Okay. So as Paul is having is sitting laying there in bed dreaming, you hear his fever dreams going Arrakis. The spice planet, desert planet, oh. desert power. Oh. And he's, and then you start to see his dreams and hear his voiceover of it. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there. He's like, whoever controls the spice controls the universe. Right. And all of these things are going through. So that was explained in the David Lynch film through voiceover. It wasn't explained here. And I kept having to pause the movie that I was watching with my wife because my wife was completely ignorant of anything to do (laughs) with Frank Herbert, Dune, Spice, or David Lynch's movie from the 80s. I'm surprised she sat down to watch it with you. I mean, Zendaya was in it. Well, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. There were enough attractive people to hold her interest. Yeah. Now, David Lynch did take some liberties with the story. Yeah. But his cast was just as amazing. His set design, everything was just stellar on that movie as yeah, well. Yeah. In this one, Gurney Halleck. Yes. Played by Josh Brolin. Yes. 
was played by Patrick Stewart in the original. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Love it. Okay. And Kyle McLaughlin, who was clearly like pushing 30, was supposed to be a 14-year-old. It was pretty epic. Anyway, Jessica Lange played Jessica. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. And um, Sean Young played uh, what Zendaya played, Chani. Oh. And she was hot. (laughs) Anyway. So So what was your your take on, on this iteration of Dune, though? I'm very, very, very excited for part two, part three, part four. If based on the way that the story is unfolding. Yes. And all the stuff they want to cover from the books. This is going to be like part one of six. Interesting. There's going to be a shitload more movies. Well, they well, they they did say that, like, I mean, yeah, you're right. If the money's there, they'll just keep making them. Uh Denis said he's got plans. The director said he's got plans up through um, part three to do Children of Dune in part three. Oh, he's going to be rushing. Yeah. This movie, based on the book, yeah. this movie made it through about midway through the first book. Mm-hmm. Dune. Mm-hmm. So part two, part three might finish the first book okay might yeah but the thing is that there's all this history to it but ultimately it's a political story yes because this is this is pure politics that there's four great houses yeah there's house of trades mm-hmm. with our hero paul and yes. leto yeah jessica and leto are not married he, she is his concubine right. and bears his children. Right. But ultimately, he is not married. Yeah. The mother witch. Yes. Now, the Bene Gesserit are kind of the female version of the Mentats. Okay. Mentats can only be men. Bene Gesserit can only be women. Okay. But they have organized their mind and their genetic code mm-hmm. to where they, when they get pregnant, they can pick the sex of their baby. Oh. Through use of the spice and through the use of these witch tactics. Right. So Jessica was supposed to have a daughter. Right. So that that girl could marry the Har- the Harkonnen son and that would calm that political upheaval. Okay. Harkonnen, Harkonnen. That's the other weird thing. The old movie pronounced it Harkonnen. Mm-hmm. This movie pronounces it Harkonnen. It's fucking up my brain. But anyway, so she was supposed to give birth to a daughter, but because she loved Leto so much and he wanted a son so badly, uh-huh. she gave him a son. Right. And then she was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to train him as a Bene Gesserit anyway. Yeah. And that. see if the ta- see if they can see if he can actually pick up the skills. So which one's better, the old one or the new one? They're both excellent in their own right. And I suppose it's not fair to basically judge the old one based on the new one because the new one's technically not finished. Right. Because that's the entirety of it. We won't have the entirety of the storytelling until we get part two. Right. Which has been greenlit. Right. Thank the Lord. Now, see, everything that's happened in this new one, Mm -hmm. in the old one, Yeah. first half hour. Yeah, I could see that. 
Yeah. And that totally makes sense to me just because it's just kind of like a lot of things went down um, and it was a, a very odd amount of like coverage in the first like two hours. And I think, I mean, they really made me like the characters too. That was yeah. kind of a thing where I didn't kind of expect. It really looks like kind of a bland science fiction from the outside. Dune has always looked bland to me because I'm just kind of like, what's the interest of a, a space planet? Is this like, is this Star Wars if it all took place on Tatooine? Like what? what's okay, going here? Here's the short, short, short ha- hand of it. Yeah. This is... What if there was a planet made of cocaine? This is the story of Tony Montana. That is Dune in the briefest nutshell. But it's a Star Wars scroll. Kind of. Okay. Yes. So essentially, Dune is a planet made of cocaine, and Paul Atreides is Tony Montana. Okay. I like that. Uh, anyway, so it was good. It was free on HBO <laughs> yeah. Max, which made it cool. Did you see it in the theater? Uh, no, I saw it on HBO Max. I okay. wanted to see it in the theater. I still mm-hmm. want to see it in the theater. I'm not going to be able to see it in the theater unless I go by myself. Because mm-hmm. my wife watched it with me on HBO Max. She was like, well. <laughs> Zendaya was barely in it. <laughs> well. And I was like, Zendaya is going to be a huge part going forward. <laughs> You're going to see a lot of these people over and over again. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're also going to see a baby that will be able to talk from the point of being three days old. I'm ready for it. Apparently, they had to cut a scene where the general, I think it was Josh Brolin, plays his instrument or something, like a weird-ass instrument. Yes. They, cut, they had to cut that from this version they had they 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 cut it from the original one too apparently that weird ass instrument is just filler even though it was kind of important in the first one yeah or in the book anyway Makes sense so uh moving on from yeah, doing that pen because this one works okay moving on from this one not there it goes it came back it bounces what else you watch i throw shit uh last night the wife and i went to see last night in soho Ooh, i want to see that because it's edgar wright right yeah 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 you're smiling about it is this a good movie yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it awesome um now there's when we went to see it Uh there was a representative for um the studio outside of the theater really handing out cards and being like after the movie if you just you know return the card to me let me know mark your thoughts on it basically and i didn't read it very carefully i didn't follow instructions very well and i kind of fucked my card all well, up. how are you supposed to fill out a card in the middle of a the theater too like, no no it was after the, the movie uh-huh. it's this card that has all these tabs on it uh-huh. and it's asking questions like would you buy this movie on DVD, Blu-ray, digital, uh-huh. whatever? Uh-huh. And then it was like, would you rent this movie on Blu-ray, DVD, digital? Uh-huh. What drove you to see this movie? Was it the lead actor, lead, lead actress, uh-huh. director, content, yes. plot, storyline, whatever? And then the regular demographic shit at the bottom. Naturally. Your age, your sex, your... And what came all that? Stuff. So... They had all these tabs on it, and you just kind of perf- tear along the perforations and fold them down. Mm-hmm. I thought you ripped off everything that didn't apply. Oh. So I'm sitting there ripping tabs off, Jesus. and then I read the card, and I was like, well, shit. 
<laughs> I need another card. Well, no, it didn't matter because all I had to do was fold it down. Oh, okay. And then it read fine. So okay. I was like, all right, sweet. Good deal. Yeah. We'll go with that. So I thought this movie was great. Okay. I enjoyed it immensely. I enjoyed everyone in it. Now, some of my favorite people are in it. Matt Smith is in it mm -hmm. from Doctor Who mm -hmm. and uh, Anna Taylor-Joy from uh, Split. The most important one. Right. Like Queen's Gambit, et cetera. Queen's Gambit, yeah, all that fun yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, she's yeah. in it. And every time she's in a period piece that takes place during the 60s, mm -hmm. she nails it. She, uh, It's almost like she was removed from the 60s and placed here for our benefit. Yeah. How was um how does it compare to normal Edgar Wright fare because we're used to Edgar Wright being, you know, uh Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz and um World's End, you know, all that normal stuff, but then we got Baby Driver as well. He was going to do Ant-Man, but he wrote it instead of directed it. And now we're looking at Last Night in Soho. How does it compare to the other fare because it looks almost scary in comparison. Like does it is it more of like a time travel adventure or is it like more of like a uh messed up uh, 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 mental well, thriller. Here, here's where I'm going to disappoint you. Okay. This is my first Edgar Wright movie right. that I've seen. And that was Excitement Incorporated. <laughs> my name's Daniel. <laughs> Fuck this guy. He hasn't... What? I haven't you seen haven't seen Shaun of, of the them. Dead? I haven't seen Shaun of the Dead. I haven't seen Hot Fuzz. I haven't seen World's End. I haven't seen Baby Driver. This is the first movie by Edgar Wright that I have seen. And based on the fact that this is like a Edgar Wright, you know, like property and like how good he is and how much you like this, how much has it steered you into the direction of maybe I need to be watching some fucking Edgar Wright? Oh, this has definitely made me want to see more Edgar Wright. <laughs> yeah. Now, because I thought that was a weird thing on the tab, I, one of the tabs was the director. Yes. One of the tabs of what what brought you to the theater to exactly. see this movie. Yeah. One of the things was the director and I was just like. <laughs> I, this is my first time seeing this director. So I actually went to see it for the plot lines and the trailer yeah, the sold me on of it. this lady going back in time and living through the a lady in the 60s for whatever right. reason. Now, she's not time traveling. Okay. She's on being haunted. Haunted. Yes. Oh. So like she rents a room in Soho from this lady. She is essentially living on a bedroom on the top floor of this. Mm -hmm. three-story house in Soho. Mm -hmm. She goes to bed, and she starts seeing this girl in the 60s living her life and everything, but she is the girl's reflection. Mm -hmm. So she's seeing everything as if she's on the other side of the mirror right? watching all these things take place. And she's following this girl through her life every time she goes to bed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she starts to get dark. Yes. And she's like, I don't know that I want to, <laughs> I don't know that I want to go to sleep here. Yeah. And oh, see okay. the dark okay. turns this shit is taking. Yeah. Because what happened last night in Soho? <sighs> oh, it's great. It's great. Awesome. There's a twist. There's a twist at the end. I don't want to get into any of the spoiler stuff, but the thing is, this girl goes to this, goes to Soho to study fashion. Mm-hmm. And she is obsessed with the 60s. Mm -hmm. Her grandmother turned her on to music from the 60s. Her grandmother was a seamstress in the 60s. Yeah. So she's obsessed with everything of that time period. Right. 
the style, the music, the what was going on in London at the time and all this stuff. So as she starts experiencing these visions when she goes to sleep, she's just she enjoying the shit. She's out of loving herself. it. Yeah. yeah. Until things go wrong. And then it starts to turn and then she's like, Oh fuck. <laughs> and then the other turn happens, and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and so and that's so what I was like, Ooh. Last night in Soho is uh, highly So I graded it an A. Yeah. I will definitely be picking it up when it hits Blu-ray and digital. Nice. And in the meantime, I have the entirety of the Cornetto trilogy on Voodoo. Cool. I'm going to check it out. Yes. Eventually. What else you watch? What else did I watch? Um, we also saw No Time to Die. Ooh, the new James Bond one. That's the, where he does the Daniel Craig is the James Bond guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I need to see it. Well, my one of my favorite things mm-hmm. of the past like three years that Daniel Craig has done is Knives Out. I'm a huge fan of Knives Out. I've yes. seen it probably over a hundred times at mm-hmm. this point. It's a wonderful movie. Yeah, it's excellent dialogue in the background when I'm doing system work at my job. Mm-hmm. So I can just turn on that movie. I don't have to watch it. I just listen to the dialogue go as I'm working and the music and everything. It's a great movie. Anyway, because of how much fun he had working with Ana de Armas Mm -hmm. on that movie, Mm -hmm. he got her into this Bond movie. She was easily the best part of this Bond movie for me. Oh, yeah, that is her, isn't it? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, she's a total babe in that one, in the movie. She's like shooting guns in a dress and stuff. Yeah, she's... She's full Bayonetta in this. Love it. In this Bond movie. Okay. And she's also very comic relief. Yeah. As well. Okay. She she did very well in it. I thoroughly enjoyed her presence in this movie. Wow. It's a good movie. It's not my favorite of the Bond, but it's not by far. It's not even the worst Bond by far. So I enjoyed it. And. I noticed that the uh, whenever they start a new bond, they get less techy, mm-hmm. and then as that bond progresses, then they get more and more and more techy. Except with for all the gadgets, and Quantum of Solace has no tech. <laughs> right, right. Makes Skyfall, me angry to this day. <laughs> Skyfall had a bit of tech. Yeah. It depends. So. It depends on the director and what they're feeling like for that movie. Because not every movie needs to have a you know an ass crap ton of tech. In right. It, you know what I mean. Skyfall, sure, it didn't have a ton of tech in it, but did it have Javier Bardem throwing a subway train at James Bond? Yes. Yes, yes. it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes. Love so, it. I've been, I I mean, I enjoy Daniel Craig and I enjoy the Bond movies and everything. Yeah. So, No yeah. Time to Die was a perfect installment. Of Daniel Craig is 007. Yeah. And I won't spoil what happens at the end. Okay. But it's really fucking good. You should check it out. I want to see it. You should want to see it because it's pretty fucking good. Well, I told, I, told, I told my wife I might get one of them AMC stubs things because they're only like 20 bucks a month now. For the pretty movies. much. That's not shabby. Yeah, for three movies a week. There's enough movies coming out now that are like, I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm getting tired of waiting. And like, I'm not, I have to see Spider-Man No, or no Way Home in theaters. Yeah. Have to, because this is clearly Spider-Man versus the Sinister yeah. Six, so I'm there. I'm still there. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Venom, mm-hmm. Let There Be Carnage. Oh, yeah. Saw that in the theater as well. Yeah. The wife was very excited to see that, and we went and saw that, and that was an excellent Marvel bromance movie. 
That's what I heard about it. Is that it's very it's oddly a romance. It's like it's, it's very romance. Yeah. Which is, I think, a cool way for them to embrace it. You know, embrace the story and go ham. With yeah. It, you know, so. And it was, it had the right amount of humor and everything. I really enjoy what they're doing with Venom and with uh, Eddie Brock. Yeah. So, like, all these, all these Marvel superhero movies and stuff, everybody is very fit. Everybody's very chiseled. Everybody is peak physical. Yes. And just looks amazing. And even if they just, you know, punched an alien so hard that they had to have broken their arm, they still look fucking heroic. Yeah. Eddie Brock looks like he's on the verge of death all the time. <laughs> he looks like he is about to vomit out his soul every second. Wow. And it's because he's got an alien parasite in his body all the time. That's funny. So he, he should look like shit. Yeah. And he does look like shit. And it's enviable it's like okay this is one i can get on board with because this guy doesn't look like he's been chiseled from marvel or chiseled out of marble yeah for marvel's ultimate pantheon of gods he stacks right up there with him but he's just like i'm gonna boost it <laughs> all the time how how uh how does woody harrelson do as as uh cletus cassidy aka carnage He's, well, Woody Harrelson is kind of the cra- the best kind of crazy actor because he can play anything and sell it very, very well. Mm-hmm. It also kind of scares me about him because he can play any part very, very well and completely sell you on it. Yeah. So he did great. I'm a big Woody Harrelson fan, and I think that he can do great in anything. Fair enough. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to need you to be a wall here. I have a feeling I could see mm-hmm. him in a movie pretending he, to be a be wall. Like brick or drywall. Would, exactly. <laughs> he would be like, am I gypsum here or am I brick and mortar? Let's do this. Yes. <laughs> How many coats of paint on me? Okay. So, yeah, he did great. Um, the chicken. I don't know. Uh, Naomi Harris plays Shriek. Yes. Yeah. She did very well as well. And she's Money Penny in No Time to Die as well. That's where I recognize her. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Check out Venom if you want to see a nice bromantic comedy slash hero movie. Okay. What else? What else? Did you watch? Those were the movies. Okay. We can get into the TV. All right. I watched... Uh, well, the new season of Shameless dropped. Ooh. Shameless. Oh, that's that comedy. Yes. Right? How's that? That was a comedy that takes place on the south side of Chicago. It, It's just wrapped its 11th season. Seems like that's going to be the final. Uh-huh. And I truly hope it is the final. <laughs> because I got looped in at the beginning because of Chicago. Like, I understand that area and everything. That's where I was... That's where I grew up first. Yes. Or one of the far, far flung out suburbs of Chicago. But Chicago was always there. So that kind of brought me in. The crazy lifestyle of kids on the south side and all of the sex and everything kept me in. And then it seemed like it went off the rails. But I stayed for the characters I loved. Right. And 
at the by the end of the season, if it weren't for two characters, Lip and Kevin, I would have turned it off. Oh no, I I I wouldn't have even come in for season eleven if it weren't for those two. Because hmm. those two are well, one is having a very very strong character arc. Yeah, and then the other one is just pure hilarity uh-huh. with all his jackassery. It's great. Naturally. So. If you're into Shameless, it's more of the same. But it's, you it's fizzling out. Oh, it is yeah. not ending on a strong note. It is just fizzling out. Well, the sh- the show started with the eldest child of these two burnouts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fiona Gallagher. Yes. So it was following Fiona and her six siblings right? as they're trying to survive while being completely burglarized and taken advantage of by their junkie dad Mm -hmm. and their mentally ill mother. Okay. Who also happens to be a junkie. Mm -hmm. So Fiona just gets more and more irritating Mm -hmm. as the show goes on and then eventually she leaves. But then it follows the next eldest daughter and she gets just as irritating. It's, It's almost like the show... Writers or runners just don't know how to write a strong, capable woman in that situation. Uh Or they think any strong, capable woman in that situation would just become fucking irritating. Hmm. I don't know. Either way, I don't know. Maybe it's the point of the show is to not have a strong woman, but maybe just characters who are the victim of their circumstances. Sounds right. Okay. Sounds about right. All right. That's what I would assume from that. I would go with that. Yeah. And then I've gone back and started watching the original Thundercats on Hulu. I yes, saw guys. That when I walked in, <laughs> yes, the '80s Thundercats is on Hulu. Oh, <laughs> feel the magic, hear the roar. Schnaps. Thundercats are loose. Panthera. Panthro. Panthro. Yes. Oh my God. I love Rankin and Bass animating mm-hmm. animation. I love that style of animation, that art Who's style Rankin of animation. Rankin and Bass are, uh, they're kind of like Hanna-Barbera. Mm-hmm. You know, they're an animation house. Yeah. And they have a very specific style. They did the movie The Last Unicorn. Yeah. They did the oh, animated version of The Hobbit. It. Yep, 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 yep. They did the animated version of The Return of the King. I can relate now. Okay. So, I love that style of animation and everything, but when they were doing it on a weekly basis for Thundercats... The animation was so poor, and the voice acting had to slow down so much to match the lips on the dialogue of what was being said. (laughs) So everyone had to drag out certain words. And that's my impression of listening to Thundercats. Oh, okay. Ew. Great fucking show, though. God, I love it. No, thank you. That's a lot. That's just... Okay. It's great stuff. Right. Watch one episode where there's just... You'll catch it. You'll catch it immediately. You'll be like, oh my God. They tried so hard, but they didn't just like speed up the frame rate or cut out a couple cells or anything. They just stuck with it. It was great. What'd you watch? Well, this, uh, well I mean... Well, Dune... We talked about that. I didn't do a lot of watching. Like, I watched Dune, but I've just been uh, going so ham editing um, the podcast for 
launch here on you know Patreon, relaunching everything. Look all at the you being a fucking re- responsible adult um, and shit, working on shit. Oh, well, like, I mean, trust me, as soon as I'm done, I'm going back to mm-hmm. playing games and watching movies, trust me. Um, yes. But, like, is you know, I haven't watched a ton of movies, but, like, I just, man, there's all these good ones finally coming out that I'm like, I'm starting to get FOMO. And I'm not seeing them, and I'm not in love with it. But anyways, um, I'm trying to think of, like, the things that we watch, and I'm 99% sure that the only things I watched were Dune and the third season of Sword Art Online. Nice! The, the anime. I've talked about it in the past on the show, where it is essentially Hunger Games if you get stuck in a very, very realistic VR game. Um, they actually call it, like, a, a dive because of the machinery that they use in this anime. They put on their heads... It's called a dive because they um, kind of, you know, take a sideways jump into, you know, it, it. it's actually, it accesses your neurological interface, basically, of your brain and makes you mm-hmm. think you're actually there. So it's like the only way VR could get realer than what it already is, essentially, right. is if you're, if you zone and you load up in a, and you're in the room, you can run and you can play and you can do all that shit. So... Started season three, which started incredibly strong because the first two seasons, there's always this theme of like people, you know, are dying in the game, but then they die in real life. And that's kind of a big deal. And what ended up being like the coolest part of the third um, is that you have this hero um, named Kirito who um, makes friends. And the reason he's a big deal in the first series is because he was a beta tester. And as soon as the creator turns off the log button on the day of release... And says, by the way, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Bye. <laughs> he's just, oh, and you can't log out. Off. You are you stuck in out. the game yes. until you die exactly. or beat it. Yeah. That's so, it. Uh, people, w- uh, I would imagine some people died in real life just because they were home alone and were not given nourishment to the body. So when the whole thing is over and Kilito wakes up, wakes up in the hospital, he's frail and thin because he's got, you know, he's got, you know, yep. had been feed, fed through a tube yep. to keep his actual nutrition up things like that there's like a whole hospital ward at the end of the um first series but then the second series um essentially I, it's really weird because they jump games the second right. one is a lot more fantasy based yep. and that one is a big deal because um his wife girlfriend and real life wife in the game is kidnapped um by a guy who she's in an arranged marriage with in real life um, but the guy made the game, so he's actually just trying to kill Kurito. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually trying to do what Sword Art Online did. These these things are all tied together. And then Gungil Online, which is technically season three, is really cool because um, this is a shooter, mm. season three, because he um, – bigger thing is that there is a serial killer on the loose. There's one guy who uses a – when he shoots someone, they die in real life. So they have to figure out who this user is because he's doing serial killing in real life so they all followed this formula and the coolest thing about this and i know i said season three it's really weird because i don't know how they technically chop them up but um basically the newest one of the newest seasons at least up until what is dubbed um is called alicization and what happens at the beginning of that series is someone from the original sword art online um who is part of a serial killer tribe finds Kirito in real life and um, shoots him with an instant poison and kills him. Ooh. Kirito wakes up in a new program called the Underworld. And what we figure out very quickly is that he did die. There was no oxygen going to his brain for five minutes. And so he is effectively brain dead. Right. But 
one of the old designers of the original game began to toy with what they found in the mine through the dive system as a spark of light that is technically the soul. And so they're keeping him in the game where time is much faster than in real life. Nice. But he's in the game playing with what are technically AI souls, but they're basically, they've been created and are with the same idea behind the spark and the technology of the soul is still as a real as day person. Nice. And basically what takes off after that is spoiler territory, but it, um, the game's a lot more serious in the way that they take damage. It's a lot much more hardcore game, and it seems to be like they made the game itself. They didn't want it to be a cookie cutter of the original Sword Art Online, which is kind of like what I would say you could compare to like a slash and hack RPG. Right. And this newer one is a lot more like Dark Souls, right? Where you fight some big ass bosses and they will fuck you up, right? They will cut you up and hope to God you can heal. Yeah. Afterwards, I thought it was an incredibly cool thing. What upsets me is that they ended it on a cliffhanger and the next season is available in Japan and if I watch it I have to watch it with subs which I'm generally okay with but I've watched the entire series dubbed so I have to watch the exact same characters with different voice actors yep that's <laughs> and the that thing. will drive me nuts yep. I can't do it I have to wait till it's dubbed that's that's kind of the kicker <sighs> and it bums me out because he spent all this time in the Alicization season in this um, underworld game technically um, with the AI there learning and making friends there but I was seeing the pictures for the next season and all of his friends from his original guild that all played all the games before and all the seasons before are in Underworld with him now. They go and dive in with him because he's not going to make it out of that game until his mind is healed until <laughs> his brain function is healed. Oh shit. Meanwhile they're under siege at the end of the, the um at the end of the season by people who want that technology. Right. So, um, anyways, it drives me nuts because it was like such an awesome cliffhanger. And I'm like, no, I want to keep watching. But what probably, um, I, what I know we both watch that we aren't going to talk about on the show is what we do in the shadow season three. Yeah. We can't talk about it here because we're going to record a spoiler cast after this. If you need to know without listening to the spoiler cast, how good what we do in the shadow season three is it's what we do in the shadows of course it's fucking good it's amazing it is the best comedy on television that's yeah, all right now it is that's all right it's better than rick and morty wow hands down wow. it's not animated guesswork garbage it is a thoughtful acted out <laughs> cookie cutter mockumentary style super easy straight forward narrative bullshit comedy show <laughs> Well, we just pissed each other off. Good night, everybody. <laughs> That's, no, we still have to talk about video games. And then you can leave. Um, this, is, this is his house, by the way. Um, <laughs> it always happens. I get kicked out of my own fucking place. God damn. Can we take a break so I can pee? Yes. Let's okay. Pee for pee. Wait. Welcome, wait, wait, wait. Welcome back to Excitement Inc. What? Where I just showed what? Rich an entirely inflammatory image. What? Of what? the fighter screen for Elite game called Warner Brothers Multiverses. What? Where Elite screenshot showed Rick from Rick and Morty fighting Batman. <laughs> this is clearly a Smash Brothers adaptation, but 
Um, these these characters listed on here is Steven Universe from Steven Universe, of course, an unknown character in the first slot. Batman, Harley Quinn, Finn and Jake from Adventure Time, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, which I think is hilarious because people really, really, really wanted Shaggy in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> what? <laughs> they wanted Shaggy in Mortal Kombat, and they're like, what is he supposed to be? like?" What? And, and they were like, well, clearly he's going to be, because in the lore of Mortal Kombat, there's gods, like Raiden is a thunder god, right. and there's more gods in the realms and stuff like that. Right. They were like, clearly Shaggy's a god, and then these memes just broke out, oh, like no. red eye Shaggy. <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> a crazy guy. So the fact that he's in this fighting game actually makes sense to me. Um, Superman, shown Wonder Woman, Gandalf from the Lord of the Rings. It's so so weird. Yep, Rick uh, Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty, Bugs Bunny from Looney Tunes, and Tom and Jerry um, from Tom and Jerry. Can I just say <laughs> that it is really, really strange that the, all these characters are in the same multiverse and I never really put did the math or put it all together? Yeah. Although I got to say, I know who I would pick to win in that fight if all those were to just be in one big battle royale. Uh, Superman, Gandalf, Rick Sanchez, Bugs Bunny, Batman. All of them would lose. Two. Steven Universe. Steven Universe, huh? Steven Universe is my pick to win. Really? I don't watch that show. Have you ever have you watched Steven Universe? I've watched all of Steven Universe oh. twice over. That show is excellent. I say that as a Powerpuff Girls fan. Okay. Original Powerpuff Girls. It's in a similar vein to that. Okay. But it is much more serialized and streamlined as opposed to anthology style. Okay, fair enough. It starts off kind of anthology, and then the story builds and gets better and builds and gets better and builds and gets even better. I mean, shit, they they went and did a movie and then went to the, did one more series in the future. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, this Big fan is, of Steven Universe. I, I mean, based purely on my love for these Warner Brothers IP characters, I'm definitely going to have to play this. Rumor is that the first DLC character is going to be LeBron James as his role in uh, of course. Space Jam. You know, uh, of course. Whatever's relevant. Anyways, uh, are we, are we going to play that later, clearly, just because? Of course. Just because. Of course. What games did you get to play in What the games last did I get to play? I've been days. continuing with the Skyward Sword. Oh, nice. Now, uh, last week I had family in town, so I took... My younger cousin on a tour of PlayStation VR. Oh, nice. Isn't that magical when you get to show someone that shit for it's the first a, time? It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, he he and I have a lot of similarities. Okay. One of which being motion sickness. Oh, wow. Now, his motion sickness was more affected by the VR than mm-hmm. it is by first-person shooters. Oh. Whereas my motion sickness is more triggered by first-person shooters than it is by VR. Gotcha. So I I tamed it up for him. I basically put him into the Tetris effect. There you go. Theater mode. There you go. So that he could just play with the sights and sounds. Yes. And not have to focus too much on anything. Exactly. Christy did not realize there was a theater mode in Tetris Effect. <laughs> 
So now she is like, oh my God, I can go through those scenes and everything without playing the game. Holy shit. So she is now newly in love with Tetris Effect <laughs> because I went and beat every fucking level and unlocked everything. There so you now go. you can just theater mode all the way through. Love it. So, so did that. Um, I got back into Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh, okay. Because when I beat it, I got a new game plus mm-hmm. where you basically start over at the beginning but you keep all of your armor yes. and weapons and right we all stuff. know what new game plus is right <laughs> for those who didn't know you're welcome anyway so i started playing that again and i just i love that game i love that world i love that it takes place in the foothills of the rocky mountains i love all that fun shit it's pretty it's a good awesome. time i wish i never played tomb raider and uh far cry <laughs> you wish I, would never feel, I would feel the same way as you do. No, um, I'm going to be – no, tomb, the Tomb Raider games are wonderful. I'm joking. Right. I'm talking about the ones that Crystal Dynamics made, the newer um, ones because a lot of that bow action right. um, and weapon action is – it really seems like it's Tomb Raider inspired. Okay. Least, as far as really good feeling using your bow and survival and open world is concerned. Right. And then hunting of the individual animals on an open world – is very much Far Cry, which is one of the th- the more addictive things that will get like suck you into Far Cry is like, oh, that's there's, you know, this kind of animal over there and they have these items that will allow me to make this pouch. Right. I'm definitely going there. You know, if I hadn't played so many damn games, Horizon would have been far more special to me the way it is for you. But you're able to skip through that. And so you've got this amalgam of like amazingness. So, yeah, I would be a new game plus, too, if that was my first experience with those gameplay mechanics. Yeah, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. It's, I, it's, it's I, a great game. And that being said, I am very much looking forward to Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, because the gameplay trailer for that looked so good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to jumping back in the world for for that. Yes. Yeah. Now, I I told my cousin because he was like, I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn. How is it? And I showed him how it looked and kind of explained some of the story behind it and everything. He was like, holy shit, this mm-hmm. is cool, you mm-hmm. know. And he and my wife were both enjoying watching me play as I'm taking down tramplers and just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. big-ass fucking machines and everything. It was cool, cool stuff. But I still have to fucking hunt a goose skin. I got to hunt geese so that I can get a damn goose skin so that I can get the final upgrade on the final one of my items. And then all my items will be upgraded. And then I can start buying the adept shit and having to upgrade that. (sighs) It was up for game of the year. Rightfully so. Yeah. Guess what it went up against? What did it go up against? Breath of the Wild. Ooh, that's a tough call. Yeah. That is a tough, tough call. A lot of people say a lot of people say Horizon deserved it to Breath of the Wild, and I say no way in fucking hell, man. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is just oh. too clever in so many ways compared to this, you know, compared to a game that is an amalgam of games that have already been done, in my opinion. Right. But Well, the only thing with Breath of the Wild now is that people are breaking it. Uh-huh. All the stuff going on with Breath of the Wild that currently Yes. Which is odd because the game came out how many years ago? Yeah. And people are still like playing it and playing it obsessively and watching other people play it uh-huh. because they're watching people break it. Yes. And then do dumb shit like ride a bookcase with Sedan pushing it. <laughs> I believe it. 
that's just how that game goes now. Yes. And I think I think the fact that they can break it is part of the reason that makes it so good is that there's a, just like a plethora of ways you can do things in that game. Yes. Uh, I mean, I always want to jump into I What I liked the most about Breath of the Wild was how immersive it was. To the point that like, I bought the new Hyrule Warriors. I don't even like the Warriors games, Dynasty Warriors, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't even play those really. Um, but I got it because I wanted more of that soundtrack. I right. wanted more of that world that we were in. And so I ended up buying it and playing it a little bit. But that was I think that's kind of old news. Yeah. I don't know if I played that. There's actually a lot of games that I played that I did not <laughs> cover on the last podcast because of how many I played over the the time. Right. Of, but were you finished? Yeah. Okay. Um I had to I had to make another list because I was I played a lot more games than I thought over the hiatus. And there were some that I missed, some that we didn't talk about. Um, such as the I played the entirety of Telltale's The Walking Dead. Okay. And um, these are kind of movie story series simulators where they come out episodically. Uh, they didn't run the best. The engine is getting reworked since Telltale has uh, been bought out by and is now skybound with the crash of Telltale during the last season. They did manage to finish the last season. Which okay. Is, uh, pretty good of The Walking Dead, but they knocked it out, and now we have um, the entirety of the series. I played through it. It wasn't shabby. I I thought I still love those games because of the story choices they make you. You know, uh, yeah. choose. you should definitely play those games. Um, I'm going to choose your own adventure novel. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, have you read a Game of Thrones? Choose your own adventure novel. <laughs> <laughs> Do they do they have no fear of killing off main characters that you've bonded with? <laughs> it's a you lot can't like bond that. with a character in a choose your own adventure novel because it's like oh I didn't move my finger I'm going to go back to page forty seven. The Game of Thrones game, the Telltale Game of Thrones, is better than the last seasons of Game of Thrones, which I know is kind of you know it's not yeah. hard to beat. But right. at the same time, it's just kind of like, man, if you wanted a nice dose of Game of Thrones, you could play the Telltale's game. It would be pretty awesome. Okay. It's my opinion. Okay. Um, something I introduced to you over the pandemic after we watched Mortal Kombat at my all-dudes Mortal Kombat party yep. was Duck Game. Duck Game. We have not talked about Duck Game. Duck we Game deserves far more recognition because Duck Game is amazing. Duck Game is Super Smash Bros. meets Cuphead. Yes, uh, very much so. It's uh, it's a frantic multiplayer. You you play a duck. You can quack. That's the most important button. And I highly suggest everyone who hasn't played Duck Game listening to this, you should probably just go get Duck Game. It's on Switch. It's on PC. I don't know if it's on the consoles yet. I hope it is. It's an adult swim game, but it's not incredibly expensive. So uh, you your ducks, you get in the same room, you pick up um, weapons, and you uh, you shoot each other, you kill each other. But it all happens in incredibly, sometimes fast-paced, sometimes it's not incredibly fast-paced. If you burn to a crisp, you become a roast duck, which is funny. And yep. then you get to wear new masks, which is how everyone tells each other apart, as, as ducks. And then you can put on new masks, and if you kill someone, you can parade their body around, or you can play dead, and you don't even know if that person's actually dead or not. Or you can put on their mask and, you know, humiliate them yes which is something i managed to yes piss off a friend (laughs) (laughs) i don't suggest it it's not worth it Uh, you'll figure out what kind of lines you can cross very quickly with that um i played smash brothers yeah because sora is in smash brothers yeah 
Never once did I think that would happen. Yep. Never did I think I would be playing it and I would be shooting fire and Thundaga and like doing all this stuff. I'm I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed that you went back to Super Smash Bros. and stopped playing Banjo to play Sora. Oh yeah, no that well that was easy. I mean, is it, well that's the thing. I started playing that game Persona Five I told you about that is the the best RPG mm-hmm. ever made, and I think that that game it's really funny because I went from being like a like playing banjo a bunch to wanting to play Joker because Joker, um, the main character of Persona Five, mm-hmm. was the first DLC character to be introduced to Smash. Okay, and I understand why it was such a big deal when it happened, and that was such a good indicator of like how far out of left field these characters were gonna fucking come from, right. Um, so no, I'm still all over the place with, with, with Smash, but no, I was really happy about Banjo. And when I played it last night with, uh, Gabe, uh, we, I still bounced around a bunch. Well, Sora just came out and DLC characters are overpowered. Unfortunately, that's just, they don't get balanced in the game correctly and it takes a second and they're a little overpowered, which makes people want to buy them. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? So I, um, I, when I, when I switched off him, I would switch to Banjo and I would switch to uh, Persona 5's Joker. Nice. Often. Sometimes Bowser too. Nice. So, you know, it's still uh, Smash is is always going to be a good party game. Now, yep. if only Nintendo would support the online play with dedicated servers. Maybe I'd play it more. Um Oh, Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo. Now, here's one I didn't talk about that makes me kind of like upset I didn't talk about it on the last podcast. This game came out in March or April, I believe. Okay. Resident Evil 8. Okay. And I played the shit out of it. I didn't do an extra run in the game, but I. Here's the deal, Resident Evil. You know which Resident Evil is the biggest deal of the Resident Evils because I made you play it. Yes, my cousin confirmed that as well. Yeah, how he told me he is. was like that was the best one, and uh-huh. I was like, that cements that I can never play these games. <laughs> <laughs> I was green playing this game. Well, that's the thing. At, with Resident Evil Seven and Eight, they went first person. Oof. So you really can't. And they're not Oof. really, they have a little bit of motion blur. They aren't the most flawless of graphically smooth games. Okay. They look good. They look amazing. Don't get me wrong. And they all have these themes as you go through them. Um, spoilers for a months, months old game, I suppose. Um, but the cool thing about this one was that they were really really honing in on that resident evil 4 feel the resident evil 7 was definitely kind of survival horror um slasher feel where you're in a house with a murderous family and they're out to get you and they will slice you up and carve you up it's pretty insane the way it all goes um like i mean you we could probably put you in the beginning of resident evil 7 for fun and let them chop your hand off that might be fun yeah (laughs) considering how much i enjoyed the chainsaw death basically yes um they reattach your hand somehow but that's the magic of the whole thing um and it's all in lore it's still in resident evil story which is you know decently interesting so they had their whole survival theme to that one resident evil 8 they did to resident evil 8 via 7 what they did to resident evil 4 via resident evil 1 2 and 3 where they made it action oriented again but not in a bad way because of the theme of the story. You are in a European village. And I'm going to tell you right now, the the immediate inspiration for the theme in this game is instead of like zombies, of mm-hmm. course, they went classic creature horror. Ooh. So when you show up to the village, it is in the midst of a werewolf um 
werewolf, crazy, crazy werewolf, uh, fucking, um, 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 invasion, which is pretty fun when you're, you're turning corners and you look back and you see like a body getting dragged past the alley you were just in Ooh. and you hear a snarl and you're like, Oh boy. Okay. Ooh. Let's do that. Um, fun weapons, fun ways to upgrade the weapons while you're running around. Um, and then when you get into the castle with the Lady Dimitrescu, who I'm Ooh, sure you saw. I, yep. I'm familiar with Lady Dimitrescu. Mommy vampire. Yeah. So yeah, they eat, they eat your blood and they're like, oh, this is awesome. And they're Thank like, you, busty ladies, for your cosplay. Yes. <laughs> and so um, that's, you know, and it's still gruesome in Resident Evil fashion. It's still like an, ooh, this is horror and things are out to get me and I don't have enough ammunition. <laughs> Just because it's in first person doesn't really ruin anything because you're still running from these incredibly right. terrifying characters. And what I like the most about it, and this is me trying to sell people who haven't played it yet. Um, on the gruesomeness. So yes, it's going to have a little bit of spoilers. I'm not going to go completely ham into like the deep Resident Evil lore, but if you've been saying for whatever reason, oh, I'm not going to play it, you you need to play it, and I'm going to give the minor spoilers because the game's old enough here. But um, the, the ladies catch you in the mansion. You finally go up into the mansion, and the mommy and the girls catch you, and they get, they're like, the a, a bell summons them, and then they're like, oh, we have to leave. They're like, hang him up, we'll leave him later. They're like, okay. And they take your hands, put hooks Oh, on them and they hang you. oh god oh no yeah you know what i would really love and then, actually on guess this? how you have to get off <laughs> oh no yep you have to swing what were you gonna say oh no you know what would really sell me on these games what if they did a mashup if they did a mashup of what? resident evil dead where you play as ash Going through Resident Evil with your chainsaw hand and your boomstick. That's, yeah, yeah, I could kind of see that. That's kind of Resident Evil 5. Is it? Yeah, and it's co-op. But do you get all of the quips that is Ash? No, but you, 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 you punch a boulder into submission. As Chris. Okay. It's kind of, it's really funny because when Joe and I played that for the first time, becoming BFFFs, there's a sequence where Chris is trying to get to Sheva, his partner, and he's like punching this. And I'm like, and I'm mashing the button. I'm like, am I punching a boulder in a submission? I'm like, there's no way he's going to. And then he pushes it off the cliff. I'm like, holy moly, that actually just happened. That actually just happened. And little did I know that, I mean, even to this day, people still talk about it online. (laughs) And the fact that like his biceps are huge and he, um, and it makes boulders quiver in their, (laughs) in their pants. Nice. Um, but no, yeah, an evil, evil dead and Ash thing might be interesting. They're making an evil dead game though right now. Right. Did you know that? No. And it's got characters from all over the place. It's got like a knight from, um, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. Thank you. And then um, Ash versus Evil Dead. The series has yep. a character from that. Did you watch Ash versus Evil Dead? The series. Not yet. No. That one's really, really, really. It's actually really funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I love Bruce Campbell. Okay. I so. love Bruce. I love when Bruce Campbell is working. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciate Bruce Campbell since I met, uh, did my celebrity meet at Comic Con. Oh, I didn't know you met him. He's one of our many celebrity friends. I'm sure we'll get him on the show one day. Possibly. Possibly. I screamed hero at him, and he screamed sidekick because he was that guy in Love it. Sky High. It was good times. Love it. So, yes. Oh, he's such a good sport. There is one game that I did play that I just remembered and didn't bring up. Okay. 
Pocket Mortys. What is Pocket Mortys? Pocket Mortys is an adult swim game on mobile, on your phone. And it is essentially the old school Pokemon, but Rick and Morty themed. So you are Rick going through all of the dimensions, collecting Mortys. Are you serious? Yes. And you have Morty manipulator chips instead of Pokeballs. Mm -hmm. So you put the Morty manipulator chips into their brain to make them your your Morty. Your pocket Morty. Your pocket Morty. I love it. So you are walking around with six Mortys, just like you used to walk around with six Pokemon. And you have to go around and collect... You have to defeat other Ricks in other dimensions. Oh, my God. And their collection of Mortys. And certain Mortys are scissor-based. Okay. Other Mortys are rock-based. And other Mortys are paper-based. You see where this is going. This is old-school Pokemon on your phone, Rick and Morty themed. I like it. It's good stuff. That's hilarious. You have to go and visit Nurse Rick uh-huh. to heal your Mortys. Naturally. You have to go to Salesman Rick if you want to pick up more potions or... Uh, chips. Chips or... Got it. Any of that. And then you have... Uh, once you collect, say, three badges mm-hmm. from alternate Ricks... Yes. Then you can go to the Council of Ricks and fight one of the council members... The scientist formerly known as Rick is one of them. Mm-hmm. And curly hair Rick and straight hair Rick. And oh. Yes. All of the Ricks. It sounds like an entirely Pokemon. It's totally Pokemon on your phone. Ripped off via Rick and Morty. Yes. Or inspired via Rick and Morty skin. Pretty much. I might have to look into this. You definitely have to look into okay. this. All right. Um, Back to Resident Evil 8. Yes. The other monsters inspired is the thing in the swamp when you fight a giant fish that you have to run around and not get swallowed by. And then when you go into a factory, and this is where I didn't think they would be able to pull it out of their ass. I was like really an industrial level at the end of the game. There's a lot of issues with Resident Evil 4. People have said they don't really like the final disc where they go to an island and it's like a militant faction and they're pulling out guns. And you're just like, Ugh. so you end up going to an indi- like a, like a factory on, okay. On in the European village, and then you, I went there, and I was like, "Ew, okay." And then you start walking through, and you start seeing zombies in pieces, and you start seeing machinery, and you start seeing them combined, and you're quickly realizing that this is Frankenstein. Oh no! Yes, and each zombie coming around the corner has a new way to gore you, and the only way to kill them. In typical Resident Evil 4 fashion is to shoot the lights on the front and the back of them. Now, what was terrifying about Resident Evil 4 was the regenerator. Okay. The regenerator was this wonderful, just long, tall, white, razor-mouthed thing that was blind and would gasp and shudder its way towards you. No way to kill it until you run away far enough and get the right item, which is a thermal view because if you shoot it it will just grow its limbs back so when you finally get the thermal vision you can look at the thermal and see the parasites inside of it that you have to shoot to kill it oof so resident evil 8 highly highly inspired by resident evil 4 i don't think it's having issues selling because they just passed 5 million copies but if you haven't played it yet people you really need to play it like, you really need to play it. It's awesome. I haven't played it yet. But then again, I'm probably not going to. So well, yeah, it's not It's not in your wheelhouse. You know what I mean? right. And if you're telling me right now, listener, that it's not in your wheelhouse, that's fine. You don't have to play anything you don't want to. The only don't person play. who has to play a game they don't want to 
is Rick, yeah. and that's Dark Souls. Uh, uh, I'm not going to keep playing Dark Souls. That game is bullshit. Speaking of bullshit games, guess what I've uh, been oh, playing? Oh, yeah. What's that bullshit game you've been mm. playing? Metroid Dread? Yeah. <laughs> no, Metroid Dread was also bullshit. Let's talk about bullshit games in the way that they're hard, okay? okay. <laughs> Metroid Dread still has that old school, like, old school hardness in it where you need to, you know, jump around, you need to dodge hits, you need to die over and over and over and over and over until you, like, you know, can conquer the thing. Um, and it, one of these days I'd like to have, like, a more in-depth, like, thoughtful conversation about is a game fun if it's hard. Okay. Right? But... Um, we can have that conversation a different time uh, as it relates to these games. But I did play Metroid Dread, and it's a good game. I really like. I beat it in about seven and a half hours. The one thing about I would say it's like a seven out of ten, or like okay. a, a B instead of a you know instead of a. I guess seven is technically a C grade. I guess I would have to fairly give it just like an eight out of ten, just because I did have a lot of fun. I thought the graphics were great. Samus has a fuck ton of attitude. Okay. And it's awesome. Just the way she takes out some bosses and some cutscenes. And they also um intercut cutscenes with the gameplay. Um they added a stunning mechanic where if a big monster is coming at you and they flash, you can stun them and it activates a cutscene where you're like riding this thing that you're like blasting with your cannon and missiles trying to kill it. But yes. you actually have to shoot the missiles in the cutscene because okay. you're doing damage. So it's really just some really interactive cinematic gameplay, very a la anything naughty dog. Okay. So if you go and you play Uncharted's and like The Last of Us, you'll see what I mean. Right. Um, which is pretty cool because those games they will put you in the middle of like a crazy ass action movie cutscene, but you're still playing the game. Yeah. So that being said, um, we have you played any of the Uncharted's yet? I've beat the first two. Okay. And the I'm first midway two. through. I'm midway through Uncharted the three. Okay. As long as you played the second one, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now mm-hmm. I will say, when playing the Uncharted's, the thing that killed me the most was falling to my death. Yeah, well, naturally, we've talked about this. Yes. yes, yes, naturally. Death from gunfire, twice. <laughs> Death from falling, <laughs> 7,358 deaths. <laughs> that reminds me of something else we got to talk about. Oh, no, Nate, no. I heard Sully say that so many times. And that's not good. So it's old school difficulty, but, um, you know, I... I guess it's kind of worth $60. I didn't go back and get a lot of things because you can upgrade your life and you can upgrade your missiles to make it easier to play the game, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and beat bosses. But going backwards, um, it, it was such a tooth-pulling experience, and then um, the abilities work also like as in puzzles, but they seemed so far and away something for someone who is you know acquiring everything from the beginning that when I started, you know, kind of going backwards, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm in these later areas where I clearly need to use these abilities somehow, but the game never taught me how to use them in such a fashion that I just, I was spending more time staring at brick walls that I didn't know how to open than playing the game. Uh, So I ended up squeezing my way through to beat the game with basically minimum items. Okay. Which wasn't the hardest thing to do. All right. You just had to get really good. I probably... That's kind of the hard thing with with some of these games and like hoping you you scrape by, right? Is that I would play the game and I was getting bored of the final boss. I would keep going in over and over and over again. That I got to a point where I'm just kind of like, and this is weird because it doesn't happen to me a lot. Where I'm like so determined to beat a game 
you know, and mm-hmm. get that dopamine release of like, I did it. I got it. That I almost quit at the final boss where I was like, actually I've had, I'm, that's enough. I'm good. <laughs> like I don't even care to do anymore. Right. But, um, luckily Joe gave me a tip and I obliterated the boss. Um, in like my first try after I figured out the one thing that actually works on it. So maybe I was just, uh, you know, throwing a basketball from the other side of the court, hoping it went probably instead of getting closer, shooting the ball. Gotcha. You know I did the same thing with taking down the uh, the T Rex mm-hmm. in uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Ah, yeah. I, I yeah. kept like, why the fuck can't I do? It? And then I figure it out mm-hmm. the one shot basic kill yep. on it. <laughs> and then you're like, ooh. And then once I set up the trap and did it, it was like, holy shit. All right. Well, that's dead. Cool. <laughs> Am I the one that's wrong here? Am I the one that's wrong? Um, I might sue from software, maker of the Dark Souls games. Okay. Um, For false advertisement. In the game. <laughs> they said their game was fun. The no. title said, the title said, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I've died far more than two times. <laughs> okay, way more than two times. I'm just kidding. When you die, you're actually able to resurrect once. Oh, okay. And that's why it's called Shadows Die Twice. But, um, I yeah, I've died a fucking lot in this game. It is known as the hardest of all the From Software games, and I will say it's the least like Dark Souls out of all of them. Okay. Um, and in your defense with all the Dark Souls stuff, I did set you up with, like, not the easiest one to begin there are other ones that are much more fun and you can really like start with in a much easier fashion so no i'm just saying um that being said sekiro is so fucking hard it's probably the hardest game i've ever played they have a weird threshold where um you're, you're doing your sword fights and your battles and stuff and you have a stamina bar but in this one there's a posture bar and what you're trying to do is break down posture because you're samurais, you know, fighting. Um, or well, at least you're a shinobi, but you're, you know, doing old school Asian sword fights. <laughs> the goal is to break down posture and then you get a kill. If you fight and get enough hits for long enough, but you don't break down the posture, sure, their health will go down and they die. But the fastest way to get a kill is just break down posture and kill. Stop so, standing up straight shot. so I can kill you. Basically, that's exactly what it is. Um, uh, If I had not played the other games, I would not be playing this game. I just wouldn't. Okay. And I would, I've, I've still, um, with the boss I had to fight yesterday, I highly debated if I even wanted to keep playing it. And I'm about, that was about the halfway point. Um, it's single player, so there's no way to meet up with a, with a friend. And sure, that's kind of like the easy way out. But, um, if the gameplay's not fun, then why are you playing it? Why are you playing it? Yeah. Which is, a legitimate thing where like okay so sometimes you don't get over that hump but like i've gotten over that hump it's kind of bad when you get over the hump and you continue to play and you're like okay i'm making my way through this i'm doing my due diligence i should be getting better at this i'm like 15 hours into this game i'm getting better and this boss is just wrecking me i don't think that the game is is um i don't think the game's mechanics are squeaky clean because there's times where you know there are certain counters that you're supposed to do that i do them they don't work right um other times where i'm dashing out of the way and these are merciless merciless fucking bosses where like I told you there's a mechanic where you you basically revive right the mm-hmm. dragon's blood um and you can revive the bosses will hit you as soon as you get up and kill you. Right. They have no shits to give. I had a harder time with um, a boss that is an optional side boss 
than one of the more reputable shitty hard bosses in the game who one that is considered to be the second hardest i had a harder time i had basically an easier time but that's because i find myself cheesing a lot of the mechanics so i can rush up so it's kind of weird because a lot of these games have like a get good factor where they're like if you just keep going you will succeed and technically i did but to uh, how many teeth do i have to pull out how much of my hair am i gonna lose in this process of going in doing my due diligence and only making it because it feels like potentially even luck or making you know finding a way to jip the game right of its own mechanics because the way i ended up beating the boss that was driving me nuts yesterday was pinning him in a corner and blocking all of his hit animations. So I was not playing a game where I am a shinobi and I'm dodging these hits and deflecting these things and flying in and taking the hits where I can because if I give them a fucking inch, a centimeter, they will take a fucking Earth's distance (laughs) round circumference on me is what they fucking do because there are times where... So what I ended up doing with this boss is doing my best to push him up in a corner and just slashing, 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 block, 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 slash, slash, ass, block, 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 block. But he wasn't able to pull off any of his things because I had to frantically and fervently try to break the game to beat it. Well, it sounds like you're using the boss's own tactic against it. Because if it, if, if it gets a chance to swing at you, you don't get your chance to swing back. It just keeps swinging. And you're not wrong. And, yes i'm using the same tactic and i'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot of times in the game where they like a lot of people point out like they tell you in the game don't back down like they tell you in this game you do not back down you come at them twice as hard but that to me almost like ruins the purpose because you play games like and i know it's not the same as dark souls i just said it's the least like dark souls and bloodborne these other from software games where there's almost a grace to battle in those games Mm -hmm. where like you can switch weapons you can come at it from a different strategy and see if this works but they limit all of your strategies there's an item called the shinobi prosthetic which would be really cool if um it didn't have limited uses per life so you can use a shinobi tool but you can't really um use it as many times as you want first of all um which i don't i don't see how that would break the game if you could use it as much as you want i just don't other than making it a punishing mechanic and then there's the next fact where um in Dark Souls, souls are the currency as well as the experience that you use to level up. Right. In this game, sen uh, and experience are both different things. So you've got your money and your experience, which are different. And when you die in this, you lose 50% Oof. of these things. Oof. Yes. So I laughed at the end of this boss fight when I got about a half a bar of experience. Jesus. As opposed to in Dark Souls, you'll at least get one level worth of souls if you beat a boss in Dark Souls. But I finally took this guy out and I got a half a bar of experience. And I'm like, were you designers just beating off to the idea of me being miserable playing this fucking game? Like, <laughs> were you actually getting hard and getting off to the idea of me going, what the fuck is your problem? They listened to all 12 of the trolls <laughs> on, on, the, on the game review yeah. design board. Yeah. You know, they're like, 
they were like, okay, this is what they're bitching about. Let's <laughs> give them this. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's see what they think when they get what they've been bitching about. It's true. And that's what it really feels like. So I do not build up enough experience playing the game. I only build up enough, up enough experience to spend points in my skill tree by farming. Sounds about right. Yeah. So it is technically kind of still Dark Souls fair, but like I said, at least going into a boss, you can get enough souls worth afterwards. Right. For, for me, I can't do any running around with with you know um, doing any of that because it's absolutely in no way rewarding to to fight a boss. It's just not other than being like, wow, I finally did it. But I also feel like it was more luck than my my actual skill sometimes. Right. In terms of what the the character and stuff will do. There are people who are good enough at it. Yes, they can fly through the game speedrunners that have figured out the game, the deflecting, the the attacking and all that stuff. Um, as a casual gamer, it just drives me nuts, though. Yeah. So that being said, I'll beat it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that being said, I'm um, taking this bitch down. <laughs> I'm going to now. I've come this far. You know what I mean? It pisses me off that I've already played this mm-hmm. much and now I can't stand it and I hate it, but I'm going to beat that mm-hmm. fucker. But like, that's the thing. If I could talk to my past self and say like, you're not going to be in love with the experience. Mm-hmm. You might be in love with the setting and you know, like the enemies and the art and stuff like that, but you, you will not truly be in love with the gameplay. Yeah. Um, and the bosses, I probably wouldn't have started it. So, right. But my issue is that when I start a game, I really want to finish it. Yep. So here I am, and I've started it, and it's Joe's least favorite from software, and he is the from software expert. He is the he is the of big Mario. Dark Souls fanboy. He is he of knows all everything. of us. Yeah. So, anyways. All right. We well, need to talk about not, what if that's if he's not the best fan of it, then it's probably not the best of the bits yeah so. that's what i think anyway uh, meanwhile at one game of the year <laughs> so what do we fucking know right <laughs> what do we fucking know i don't know um what's more i'm i'm itching to go back to assassin's creed <laughs> apparently i've heard th- the new one is valhalla pretty, yeah i have that on ps5 uh, apparently it's pretty fucking awesome i played a little bit of it wasn't shabby wasn't nice. shabby at all so I'm a, I, what my unity machine is down right now. So I'm looking for a series X. If I can, <laughs> if anybody's got a series X, that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. If I can pick up a series X somewhere, they're really easy to get. How compared to PS fives. Okay. You there, turn on there's the Twitter, your caveat. I've told you, did you turn on the Twitter reactions, the Twitter notifications from the guy, just, Matt Swider? No, I, did you do the due diligence? I did nothing. Anyway, I tried to buy I, it. I just want to consume it. I just want to buy it. I don't want to have to like do all these wrong. fucking jump through You're every goddamn hoop to. And I get that. And I get that. <sighs> but what's Matt, the guy's name? Matt Swider is his name. Matt Swider. On uh, for all of you guys who don't know and want a PS5 hey, or want. Thanks a, for following Big Tits Database on Twitter. Okay. And Series <laughs> X, you can follow this guy named Matt Swider, and he is keeping Matt. track. Of Swider. all of the all of the um, updates and stuff, so I'm following I, him. I almost got you. Uh, you just got to turn on notifications for him. How do I do that? Little bell there with the plus sign. The bell with Boom, the plus sign, and you will get yep. all tweets. And he'll ding. This is how I got Gage's PS5. This is how I almost got your PS5 yesterday because <sighs> there was a disc model and they were selling it at Best Buy. It wasn't a damn eight hundred dollar bundle at GameStop. 
with games you don't want. Right. So, but he'll put one, up Series X's. My number one priority right now, I found a site that is selling the uh, the Xbox Series X console Halo Infinite bundle. Mm-hmm. And the payment's just not going through. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's pissing me off. Oh, you might want to be careful. It's not like scam. It's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. But as long as you're not it never gets to a, It never gets to a payment point. Oh, either that or they're just keeping you in limbo so that way when they do get inventory, they can just take your money. Maybe they're just fucking with me. I don't know. Maybe they're just teases. They're cock teases. They're looking at your half payment and just touching themselves under the table. Pissing me off. Two trailers. Three. Three trailers to talk about. Um, Have you seen this uh, trailer for the Cowboy Bebop, the full trailer for the Cowboy Bebop show on Netflix? The live action on Netflix. I think so. I doubt it. Possibly. It's the new. I saw the, a trailer. I don't know okay. if it's the new trailer. I don't know if it's the okay. full trailer. I saw a well, there's, trailer. They've released two things. They've released a um, like a small thing in the, um, and then they released a big thing, where they, and did a stuff. Sounds like when my balls fall out before my dick. Ooh. And now you've seen them. Ooh. Now you've seen them. Ooh. Yeah. Been to it. Yeah, me too. Big time. It looks to me like the Cowboy Bebop on Netflix is going to be, it's just such a love letter. There's things in this that you don't see. There are a lot of adaptations where they don't even try. Mm-hmm. Urgles in Aragon, the Aragon movie. Yeah. They weren't there. They have you have characters that are missing. You have things that happen even in Harry Potter that aren't adapted the appropriate way. And you look at this show, which has so many elements for like a space science fiction that was originally an anime, that you're just kind of like, oh well, will they do it? You know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, are these guys gonna jerk off with my property, or are they going to make it look, feel, um, and 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 sound like? the original show that I fell in love with. Is it going to maintain the spirit? That's the number one thing when adapting a property. Is it going to maintain the spirit? Yep. I'm clearly this maintains the spirit. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And people usually get uptight because they say, well, if you're going to adapt it, are you going to take care of it? If, if you're going to take something that is our baby that we adore and love so much, are you going to make it into a piece of shit or are you going to improve on it? Yeah. It's clearly improving on it. Oh clearly. yeah. Clearly. As far as I'm concerned, uh, any any negativity on the internet has to it's it's just pure negativity. They're doing the, they're putting in the work. They have the correct vision. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this is going to be great. I I truly truly hope so. Yeah. I need to go and watch the original anime. I have not seen it beyond like maybe 3 episodes. Oh, okay. I didn't realize so, that. So, I need to watch this show. Everybody says it's awesome, it's mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. you know, even as like Take the anime thing out of the window, just, you know, as a show. Yeah. It's excellent. It is. So the, I have nothing against watching mm-hmm. it. I really mm-hmm. want to watch it. I just haven't yet. Gotcha. And based on those trailers, I'm really excited for this show. This show looks like the closest thing I will ever see to a season two of Firefly. <laughs> that too. That's a very That's, good point. So even if even if I watch the anime... I can go into this show being like it can be separate from the anime. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of 
the online hate that is just pure negativity is mm-hmm. because how dare you take the thing I love and make a thing out of it. Yes. And there are people people I've seen opinions online where they're like, this looks like horse shit. And I'm like, are you blind? Are you actually like medically blind? Do you need weed for your glaucoma? You dumb idiot. Mm-hmm. Like I want to res- like I want to respect opinions, but that is a dumb opinion. Anyone who does not think that this show doesn't look good, like you're out of your mind. Yes, there are bad adaptations. We tore Full Metal Alchemist, the movie, to shreds when we started this show. We didn't want to. We didn't want to. We wanted to we enjoy wanted it. To like it. Yes. But my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you've got um, Spike asking if he can kill Faye Valentine regularly. That's an anime thing. That's something yep. they do that they didn't, you know, that is totally lost in the way that, like, um, that's pure comedy. Is it a little silly? Yeah, but it happened in the anime. So they're treating the spirit of it the same. And so we have potential to have the same thing but move forward. Meanwhile, we got The Last Airbender from M. Night Shyamalan. And that little boy that played Aang, I don't know if he smiled fucking once. That was Ong. You know that what? was an ang. That was ong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like they're clearly maintaining the spirit, and if you don't think they are, then you just want to be negative. You're just lying to yourself and to everyone else when you say that that's not looking good and great. So yeah. again, yeah, we have to come out the backside of it, and you know, not really regret that time with it. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. which is, you know, on one side I can go into it being like, oh, it's going to be great. But I also thought that about The Last Jedi and came out like not being impressed, which I didn't think was even possible. So that being said, it's OK. I'm going to don't know. My my opinions have been uh, stymied to the point that I can't be upset anymore. We also watched a trailer for Uncharted. Yes. Movie. Did you see who Mark Wahlberg was playing? Yes. Did you recognize him until they literally said his name? Oh, I knew it right when I saw Tom Holland and him in the same shot. Oh. I was like, okay, so this is going to be the Sully. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Yes. Cautiously. It looks it looks good. It looks like It looks like what you would expect from an uncharted movie. Yeah. And which is Indiana Jones with more action and less Nazis. True. That's very true. So, cool. Yeah. I'm on board. I look forward to seeing what they can do with it. We'll really have to see what the elements are like with it because the first three Uncharted games have supernatural elements to them, fantasy fiction elements, in the way that they um, have monsters and zombies and stuff like that. I don't know what they'll do with this one because it looks like there's a decent amount of um, human villains being Antonio Banderas mm-hmm. and, um, oh man, I forgot her name, but she's in You and she's in Sabrina. Um, she's the African American actress with the short hair. Yes. Um, and she's a really good actor. Tati. <laughs> Tati. We'll get it one day. Um, I can't be expected to know the names of every Gabrielle person on the fucking Tati? screen. Is it something like that? I don't know. She's she's a great actor. She's real pretty, and she's clearly the villain girl in this because Chloe needs someone to fight. Damn yep. it! That's how these action movies work. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic too. I don't think it's gonna be an amazing movie by by any means, but you know, I mean, we got games like or we got movies like Angry Birds. It was plenty good video game movie. We got Detective Pikachu, plenty good video game movie. So there's we're moving up. That's the important thing. Is like video game movies can get better. Except Monster Hunter came out since then. Listen, I'm gonna change the subject. Sonic the Hedgehog much better than we oh, were yeah, expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonic, Sonic the, Hedgehog. the Hedgehog would probably yeah, 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 be the yeah, most yeah. recent successful video game movie. You're right, yeah. And no, that one was actually really good after they changed the way Sonic looked. So do you know who's playing Knuckles in Sonic 2? Have you seen? No. 
Idris Elba. Oh, nice. Is going to play Knuckles in the new one. Nice. I'm ready for that so much. And they Excellent. when they announced it, they played it with the Green Hills Zone um, song from it. And it this movie will explode me if they do universe hopping and they jump through the levels I played through. Because Sonic 2 was like my very, very, very first game. Very first game. If, dude. <sighs> so old. I am if, so old. If that, yeah, it was, this isn't about you, Randy. <laughs> um, I need my participation trophy. Listen, <laughs> if they play that shit, I will. I will probably like tear up a little bit. This is gonna be like when you when they when you saw Link's Awakening is getting remade on that Nintendo Switch yes. announcement, yes. and you're like tearing up because you're like, holy shit, that's my yes. that's my jam, dude. If I see a live action version of like Chemical Zone, yeah, oh, lose my mind, lose my mind. They don't have to be there the whole movie. They just have to be there for just like a little bit. Oh, yeah. my mind. Yeah. We still don't know who's voicing Tails, though, which just goes to show that even in movie format, no one gives a shit about Tails. So. <laughs> Curse and dust. Anyway. Probably the most important part. <laughs> Tails is a boy. Does not matter. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so. There was another trailer, and this is probably the most important one we're going to talk about. Oh. For a movie called Lightyear. Lightyear. How did that make you feel? Well, I I immediately understood that this was the tale of the astronaut that inspired the toy line that inspired the Buzz Lightyear. Yes. That we know about. Yes. And know and love. Apparently, <laughs> not a lot of people online got that. No, they didn't. They really so, didn't. I I am very, very excited for this movie, especially if he discovers aliens mm-hmm. that have three eyes mm-hmm. that are massively violent and have huge tentacles and everything, and they decided to cute it up for the toy line. God, <laughs> please let that be how this goes down. Yeah, well, and I think it's definitely going to happen because they showed a little bit of um, there was a quick like shot of like a door that would look like very robot, looked mm-hmm. very Zergish. Yes, did you notice that? Yes, Zerg the robot, Buzz's nemesis. Um, so there was that. There were some other characters in there, but yeah, they were kind of teasing on it. I think they will definitely. You don't make a space a Disney space movie and have it be just about space. No, we have the first man. Like this, we need movies that Pixar is not going to make a movie like that. You know no. what I mean? So you yeah. want your aliens. I want a post-credits cutscene where the credits roll and Pixar families are standing up and leaving. A little boy in a red cowboy hat holding a woody cowboy goes, I want a Buzz Lightyear for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <right>? yes. <laughs> what Especially... we don't know is that this is a prequel. <laughs> Especially if they crap up the animation to late 90s oh god pixar <laughs> as opposed to present day pixar and it's just like oh wow this is really uncanny valley yeah yeah go back and watch the first toy story and look at sid mm, yeah it's not good not great great for its time yes yeah not, 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 not anymore. Story is still flawless, though. The Everything story about, is still spectacular. Stories are still, they're like the highest rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Did you know that? The yeah. stories? Oh, yeah. Because they can't be touched. Yep. So the only thing to beat out since was Get Out, and someone went on there and gave it a negative re- re- review to put it in its place below the Toy Stories. <laughs> <laughs> they really should go by genre. They, they should go by genre. You're not wrong. 
not movie of all time, just yeah. like, you know, go by genre because mm-hmm. it's it's tough. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this this Lightyear movie, like I I knew it looked cool from afar with Chris Evans voicing him and, you yeah. know, that it would be kind of a whole new thing and they're they're testing it out. But I think there's definitely there's going to be aliens. It's just a teaser. There's not a lot to tell about it no. right now, but I kind of don't think we're going to get a Woody movie <laughs> by any means. Uh, no. Unfortunately, because he's an old school, it would you know it'd be really funny. Now, here's what the Toy Story Easter eggs in this movie are going to be nuts. Oh, absolutely! I wonder if they're going to take advantage of this and have a live action version of like every every character in Toy Story. Where yes, there's Buzz Lightyear, but in the break room, old cartoons are playing up on the up on the thing, or like old westerns are playing, and you've got you know like a live action Woody and Jesse rustling yeah. up the the villains you know he's he's riding who what's the the horse bullseye Flash? bullseye thank you um things like that and they change the channel to like jurassic park and it's you know rex but he's like roaring and i'm thinking uh they probably our, won't focus on those things clearly. i think our captain lightyear might have a kid with a few toys yeah, around, yeah, like yeah. say a Red, yellow, and blue ball with a star on it. Oh, it won't glance. It's going to make its way in. Yeah. It always does. Right. It's a Pixar movie. You know, maybe pizza gets delivered in a truck. You yeah, know. Shit like that's going to happen. That Well, I mean, that's a given that's going to happen. But What if he goes to a planet where it's only pizza? What if he goes to a planet made of pizza? <laughs> it is literally pizza planet. <laughs> that would be That would be great. Or if he's like soaring past one at least, and you can see a giant spherical like pizza with like pepperonis on it and cheese. I, I think he's going to be soaring through space and look out the window, see a planet there, and it's going to look like a pepperoni pizza mm-hmm. from space. But mm-hmm. as he gets closer, it's going to be like mainly desert with like pits of lava. Ooh, yeah. And whatnot. And he'll be like, oh, this is a pizza this planet. Is a, this is a dangerous planet that looks just like a pepperoni pizza from the. From about 40,000 kilometers away. I, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who There's knows? no way to tell. Fun stuff. Yeah, but we good covered times. it. We talked about it. We did talk we about it. We did the things. It. Lightyear looks like it's going to be good either way. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Pixar. Unch- the only way it's going to be bad is if it's a good dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. That movie was rushed, and they admit it was rushed. Everybody knows this. We saw the trailer for Uncharted. Wouldn't wouldn't hold my breath, but we'll probably see it. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop. Definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, you haven't even seen the anime. You want to watch it? Yeah, I've seen the anime, and that shit makes me happier than when I cracked open Disney Adventure magazine at the front of fucking Walmart and saw my first image of live action Scooby Doo cast in front of the Mystery Machine. That I've not felt this giddy happy about an adaptation since the fucking live action Scooby Doo movie, which ended up being pretty decent. Well, Linda Cardellini really launched that whole uh, that whole Velma's <laughs> the, the whole thing. Velma's hot thing for me, man. It was like, oh, 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 hello. Well, before we dive down that hole, yeah. thanks for watching Excitement Inc. and listening. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. Uh, we'll see you next time. Daniel's going to watch Masters of the Universe Revelations. <laughs> I'm going to make it happen. And Rich is going to beat Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs>